could tell we were all actually in sync that time, like across the universe. I can sense <laughs> that we were all in sync. Yeah, literally every single person in the universe just clapped in yes. this moment. <sighs> it's like that TikTok trend. You're supposed to close your eyes and like the same time you're in your like whoever else is doing it with you. You're supposed to like clap at the same time, like based on like the energy. Mm. Um, I love clapping based on energy, I, dude. Uh, yeah, sure, sure mm. dude, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah Brent, dude, stop clap, twerking. Clap, uh, clapping with the energy. <laughs> <laughs> Brent. Oh. That's me terrible. quietly clapping off mic. Oh, <laughs> you know. Yikes. Oh, Yikes. man, that's nasty. That's nasty. Sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. No, it's my fault. I made the joke. I opened up that can of worms. I spilled yeah, the beans. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Lighthouse now, the movie, after we just watched it. Um, so that's all I can think about. But honestly, like, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm kind of like, I kind of wish I did a Lighthouse episode for this episode of the podcast, but <laughs> we're not talking about Lighthouses today. We're talking about something a little bit different. This is actually going to be a really crazy episode, um, and I don't know if you guys are ready for it. Wow, are we going to get weird and wild with it? Episode. A little bit. A little bit. It's more, it's more crazy because uh, I'm kind of worried about talking about certain things because I might get sued. If I oh, okay, uh, if fine. I say certain things, and we'll get to that later, but first we should introduce <clears throat> ourselves uh, because you know we're a podcast and we we're full of boys, we're lousy with boys. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, uh, let's introduce ourselves. You guys want to? You guys want to start? Because <laughs> wow, I didn't. Bob, I don't. I didn't prepare you're, anything. <laughs> you're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna segue into the introduction and 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 toss it on over. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude, I am your uh, I'm your modern day uh, Judas J Jack. Mm, okay, nice. let's go with nice. that one. That one's good. I like. Sure. It. Um, mm. I am your born again B mm. Brent. Mm. Nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. These are these are all good ones. Mine's a little more specific to my personal experience with this topic. Mm. Uh, I am your breakthrough B Bobby. Oh yeah, that's Whoa. right. That's right. Now I've given you a little bit of info on this Brent, but Jack, you don't really mm. know much about no about i don't know what we're gonna talk about yeah yeah so this is a little bit of a personal story it's it's kind of something that i don't really think about a lot um but when i was like 11 years old i was you know asked by my parents they were like hey do you want to do this like personal growth seminar um and i was like no that sounds stupid like i, I want to play pokemon yeah and they were like, well, here's the deal. You get to miss school Friday if you do it. And I was like, uh, yeah. So that was all I needed to hear. As a school-hating child, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to school. So I said yes. And it was in Quincy. And every day. Every Friday or is this like a weekend thing? It was a weekend. So every day oh, okay. from Friday to Sunday, okay. I would be driven to Quincy by my dad at like, I don't know, five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. And I would sit in a room for 12 hours with a bunch of people I didn't know. And then I'd come home and this was three days in a row. And you know, the whole thing happened. I remember thinking like, this is so cool. Cause my parents like gave me a cell phone. They gave me like this little, like not flip cell phone, you know, with where like the buttons were just right on the front. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I had never owned a cell phone before. So that's like the thing I remember the most about the whole 
experience was the little cell phone. And I was, you know, I'd play with it and I would like text my mom be like, hey. And <laughs> that was like what I remember most about it. But anyway, so the thing happened. Years went by and, you know, I'm who I am today. I am in a 26-year-old adult man. And the other day I was just sitting there and I was like, huh, landmark education. That's what that's what it was called, if I didn't mention that already. Landmark education. Hmm, that, that was interesting, wasn't it? I'm like, what? What was that about? So I went on, hopped on a, the old Google, and I looked up landmark education, and all of a sudden I just see the word cult, 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 cult. And I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 wait, what? What is happening right now? Dude, so just I'm, like that, Google yelled it at you, dude. It was so <laughs> yeah. weird. It was like, cult, cult. And then Alexa starts going, cult. I'm like, ah! So... I was kind of freaking out. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What, what? This this was not a cult. I did it. There's no way this was a cult. So I came home and I, I went up to my dad and I was like, dad, you remember that landmark thing? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So like I looked it up and apparently it's like a cult. And he's like, yeah, no, it's totally a cult. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? He's like, yeah, you know, like it, your mom really wanted you to do it. So it's like, okay. So anyway, I start digging into it. And it turns out there's some some odd things kind of like associated with this little seminar program. So without further ado, I'm going to get into kind of a little bit of the history of what this was. And then I'll, I'll kind of go later on. I'll tell you my experience with the, the program. So let's start with uh, a man named um, Werner Erhard. So... Werner Erhard is this guy who his name actually was not Werner Erhard. His name was John Paul Rosenberg, but he changed his name because it wasn't like interesting enough. Um, he is a man who created this thing called Erhard Seminars Training, which is marketed as EST or EST. It can be either one of those things. EST. <laughs> so so you, you might also hear it as like EST training. So... Mm. <laughs> I mean, this is already sounding very Nixium to me. They had like a very, I feel like they had a very similar sounding acronymed program that you had to learn. Mm. Um, I don't think it was EST. I'll, I'll look it up while you're Yeah, yeah, check it out. Well, but I'm pretty sure it has like a very similar like idea, but continue. So yeah, I mean, this was uh, basically, you know, this thing that started in 1971. Uh, it offered a two weekend, six day, 60 hour course known officially as the EST standard training, um, which I think is kind of funny that like, you know, it's seminars, training, standard training, which, you know. Um, right. Yeah. So the, the, just, just, just to fill you in, the, the Nixium was, was ESP, was ESP, ESP for Executive Success Programs. Uh, so very similar idea. Dude, yeah, what that's about ESP like... Uh, like in mm-hmm. like in mind mind powers like in earthbound well, dude ex- exactly just like well. just like fucking um what's that kid's name ness yeah ness <laughs> <laughs> well we'll, we'll kind of get to a little bit of that later but uh because esp actually kind of um is one of their marketing strategies in a way like they oh, basically course. say that um you know certain companies actually send their employees to do landmark as a required um you know, initiation into the company. Um, and there's studies, quote unquote, <laughs> that say that, you know, 
once you do a EST training, you actually have a heightened sense of ESP. Um, not lots of acronyms here, but like mm, like mm, actually mm. having psychic powers coming out of this because you're more extrasensory perceptions with yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so the seminar aims to transform one's ability to experience living, so that the situations one had been trying to change or had been putting up with. Uh, clear up in just the process of life itself. I know that was super confusing. That was literally a quote from what EST was marketing as. So already kind of confusing. Uh, these seminars were designed so that participants would forego bathroom and food breaks so that they could take full responsibility for themselves um, and basically kind of self-torture in a way to, you know, like I, it was almost like a punishment. Like I am not allowed to, to use my bowels as an excuse to not transform myself. You know that kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> so an EST website claims that the training brought to the forefront the ideas of transformation, personal responsibility, accountability, and possibility. EST seminars operated from the late nineteen seven. Uh, from late 1971 to late 1984 and spawned a number of books from 1976 to 2011. EST has featured in a number of films and television shows, including the critically acclaimed spy series, The Americans, uh, broadcast from 2013. Never heard of oh, it. Oh, shit. Me neither. You never seen The Americans? No. no I haven't either. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had it on my Amazon Prime queue to watch, but I just never got around to it. Oh, it's a Prime had, show? Uh, no, oh, but Prime oh, it's had it. just on Prime, yeah, because it's 2013. Prime, yeah, Prime had access to it. I, I don't know. It's like Carrie Russell's in it. I don't know. It looked mm. all right, but I never watched it, so. <laughs> so probably never will, for being honest. Yeah, I I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, I'm definitely not going to watch it. I don't even know why. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm pretending that I'm pondering it because I'm not even going to. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, you know. It seemed kind of interesting. It was all like spy shit and like Russia and whatever or something. Oh. I don't know. Oh yeah, it the Russian interesting. The Soviet like like logo is like in the logo of the show. Yeah, yeah. They were supposed to be sort of like Cold War spies or some oh, shit, but um, but I think they were you know Soviet spies specifically. Mm. So it seemed kind of cool, but like I just you know it's one of those things where you feel like you, you just missed the boat. It's like yeah. That that's gone. That's done. I, I'm not gonna come back to that now. Oh, Carrie yeah, Russell. Yeah, yeah. You're not it? gonna okay. watch the show. Yeah. You're gonna watch the show and then go. You, you see anyone seen the American? Yeah, you anyone showing? catch up on the Americans recently? <laughs> that show that ended like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So so basically, um, getting back to EST, mm-hmm. as this movement grew, so did the criticism. In 1977. The film Semi-Tough, which parodied the then-popular course, was released. Various critics accused EST of mind control or of, perfor- of uh, forming an authoritarian army. Some labeled it a cult. So the last EST training took place in December 1984 in San Francisco. The seminars gave way to a gentler course offered by Werner, and uh, it was dubbed The Forum which began in 1985. So Earhart became the object of popular fascination and criticism with the media tending to uh, vilify him 
over several decades. Various skeptics have questioned or criticized the validity of Earhart's work and his motivations. Psychiatrist Mark Galanter called Earhart a man with no formal experience in mental health, health, self-help, or religious revivalism, but a background in retail sales. Uh, so in 1991, Earhart vanished amid reports of tax fraud, which uh, weirdly enough proved false, was proved false and won him $200,000 from the IRS. Uh, now, this is a, a common theme with Earhart, which is like very interesting. Um, and, you know, you can do your own research to see whether or not you believe any of the accusations, but um, he was accused of a lot of things that were either later proven wrong or um, not proven at all. So one of the other things is that he was uh, ale- he uh, was alleged to sexually assault his own daughters. Um, so the March 3rd, 1991 episode of 60 Minutes covered these allegations uh, and it was actually later removed by CBS due to many factual inaccuracies. On March 3rd, 1992, Earhart sued CBS um, reporter John Hubner and approximately 20 other defendants for slander, invasion of privacy, and conspiracy. So, Earhart told Larry King in an interview that he dropped the suit after receiving legal advice telling him that in order to win, he would have to prove not just that CBS knew the allegations were false, but that CBS acted with intent to have him arrested or convicted. Earhart told King that his family members had since retracted their allegations which, according to Earhart, had been made under pressure from the 60 Minutes producer. Now, Earhart's daughters retracted the allegations of sexual abuse they had made against him. Celeste Earhart, one of the daughters featured in 60 Minutes, sued uh, CBS for $2 million, accusing the newspaper and the television um, program for having defrauded her and invaded her privacy saying that she had exaggerated information, been promised $2 million in a book deal, and appeared on 60 Minutes to get publicity for the book. Celeste claimed that her quotes in the news article uh, that they used were deceitfully obtained. The case was dismissed in August 1993. The judge ruling that the statute of limitations had expired. Um, so, there's a lot of information out there. There's... Basically, the way I interpret it is I I don't necessarily believe Earhart, um, but also there's no evidence to believe or to not believe him. So it's kind of like mm. no one really knows yeah. if he did that stuff or not. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say based on like what we've heard from this. It still sounds a little sketchy, a little fishy to me because like... I, I don't know. I don't know. Something well, about the it. fact that the daughters also didn't really say that it was false, but they said that um, it was like misused, like the quotes yeah, were misused, or like, which or makes exaggerated. Me think, like it sounds like something, yeah. something fishy happened here. Yeah, something weird was going on. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So it's kind of a common theme with him is uh, there's a lot of um, things that were kind of 
taken back afterwards. And so it does make you wonder like if there's some kind of bribery or some kind of some something a little deeper going on here. Some dirty um, dealings. Some dirty dealings. Either that or he's totally innocent and these people are all trying to attack him. The the fact that his daughter was like was not only not only saying that like those allegations are false but like was actively seeking you know retribution against them is just is like so interesting of Mm. an aspect to that like when does that ever like how many times has that happened in cases like these but yeah it's a really weird story because i remember i was when i first was like reading into it i was very quick to be like oh yeah he totally like did that you know he totally was like guilty of all these things but then the fact that he went to court and they were like yeah no this was all not true and like it was all like proven not to be true but as we all know the court system does not always work so um it's really one of those situations where we don't know because we just we weren't there so it's kind of just like this weird thing um his name has been kind of run through the mud and no one really knows if it's deserved or not. Um, but this all, all this bad you know, press obviously kind of put a dent in, in the EST training. So what kind of happened was um, in 1991, the group that later formed Landmark Education purchased the intellectual property of Werner Erhard in 1998, Time Magazine published an article about Landmark Education and its historical connection to Erhard. The article stated that in 1991, before he left the U.S., Erhard sold the technology behind his seminars to his employees, who formed a new company called the Landmark Education Corp. With Erhard's the brother, Harry Rosenberg. behind his seminars? What is it? It's that? literally in quotes, too. Technology. Yeah, I know. It's, again, I'm seeing the Nixian parallels here because, like, uh, Keith Raniere used to describe his sort of, like, methods as, like, his, like, patented technologies. Mm-hmm. And then you would, like, read the patent. And it's just, like, fucking weird ramblings about, you know, <laughs> bullshit. I'm like, what the fuck? This- about brainwashing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Landmark Education states that its programs have... As their basis, ideas originally developed by Earhart, but that Earhart has no financial interest, ownership, or management role in Landmark education. So the Landmark Forum, uh, basically, this is kind of, uh, I will give you a lot more information about what this actually is now. So the Landmark Forum takes place over three consecutive days, plus an evening session, uh, generally on Tuesday evening the next week. Forum attendance varies in size between 75 and 250 people. Landmark arranges the courses as a dialogue in which the forum leader presents a series of proposals and encourages encourages participants to take the floor to relate how those ideas apply to their own individual lives. Course leaders set up rules at the beginning of the program and Landmark strongly encourages participants not to miss any part of the program strongly encourages attendees are also urged to be coachable and not just be observers during the course so a lot of peer pressure a lot of kind of public um either not really humiliation but like basically i think peer pressure is the right word to make people feel like they have to go up and 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 speak 
Um, you know, everyone has free will at these seminars, but you, you know, if you don't participate, then you're not fully doing the course and like, you're not really getting what you're supposed to get out of it. Various ideas are proposed for consideration and explored during the course. Some of these include, there can be a big difference between what actually happened in a person's life and the meaning or interpretation they make up about it. Um, human behavior is governed by a perceived need to look good. People often pursue an imaginary someday of satisfaction. People create meaning for themselves since there's no meaning in the world. When people have persistent complaints that they're accompanied by unproductive fixed ways of being and acting, this can be transformed by a creative act of gen generating entirely new ways of being and acting rather than trying to change one's self in comparison to the past. I'm not going to lie, that made no sense to me. <laughs> During the course, participants are encouraged to call friends and family members with whom they feel they have unresolved tensions and take full responsibility for their own behavior. The evening session follows closely on the three consecutive days of the course and completes the landmark forum. During this final session, the participants share information about their results and bring guests back to learn about the forum. So that's kind of the, you know, tell your friends part mm -hmm. of it where you bring you you have an issue with grandma and you go and you tell grandma listen i was completely wrong like you're right i'm wrong and uh they're like wow well why, why the sudden change of heart and it's like well i'll show you come with me to landmark and then you bring that person to landmark um and so it's like i think it's like six hundred dollars for the three-day course what and you bring people back so that they can sign up for their next course and so that's kind of where this kind of gets into the whole um, pyramid scheme type, you know. That's where you're making the money. This is where the money comes in. That's this a, is where the money's that coming multi level from. marketing shit right there. So basically, their 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 whole like thing is just like, hey, if you don't like something, just change <laughs> so that yeah. you do so that you do like it. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot of like different um, reactions to people looking into this, and one of the one of the more interesting ones that I found was like if you look up like on Google, like is Landmark a cult? Um, there was this one article that I thought was really funny because it kind of shows the effect that it can have, I guess, on people. And so it's a an article from the Guardian, and the title of the article is. I thought I'd be brainwashed, but how wrong could I be? And if you read it, it's like this lady saying, I thought it was a cult, and then I went to the thing, and now I'm telling all my friends to go to it. So it's not brainwashing. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds an awful lot like something someone would say if they were brainwashed. brainwashed. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, they use a lot of tactics of brainwashing, in their in their forum and and including like the whole bathroom break thing it's like you're not allowed to go to the bathroom unless we say you are you're not allowed to eat unless we give you these delegated time frames where you can eat and also we break you down over the course of 12 hours and there were the, the the things are so long like 
if you put anybody in a room for that long, like that's just, you know, it's going to do something to them. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, Jack, the, the thing that's interesting about this is that they want you to take full responsibility for anything that's wrong in your life. And I have to be honest, there are some things, and this is the brainwashing talking, uh, <laughs> there are some things about this program that, that are generally um, that are generally accepted as like good things for your mental health to do. Um, apologizing to people that you've wronged, maybe to get over something that you've been holding on to for too long. Um, you know, like taking responsibility for something that maybe you you are kind of somewhat not helping yourself with. Yeah. You know, we, well, we've all been there. Yeah, well, we see this with a lot of the cults where they have like, you know, or, or a lot of the conspiracy theories. You know, all of these things that get mass amounts of followers need a little bit. You need little threads of truth mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. To, to keep people rooted in it. It's the, it's the truth net. It's like you throw out the truth net and you catch everybody who's like, oh, yeah, that's something I relate to. Um, and then you rope them in. And, and I mean, like, I, won't, I will say a lot of the people online that, that are, you know, giving testimonials about going to Landmark are like, this helped my life for the better. Like, this made me a, a better person. This helped me, like, resolve issues. This taught me to, um, you know, stop using excuses and go out and do things that I really want to do. So there is some positive uh, energy to it. It's just at in the end, it's like, okay, well now, like, where's the money? Like, give me the money. And it's, it's hard because there's some people who have done it. Uh, there's just one guy on, on YouTube who he hates landmark education. He, he went to it and he's like very, very against it. And he makes all these parody videos about it. Um, and he had like one where it was his cat and he's like, Hey there, kitty. Um, what if I told you that all you needed to do was pay me $600 uh, to come sit down and uh, listen to me talk for three days straight, uh, but you can't eat unless I tell you you can eat and you can't go pee in the litter box unless I let you. And it was like literally just landmark, but with a cat. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> stupid. But his whole point was like, it's basically... Um, it's like a zoo. It's, I don't know, like you, you basically put the people in this room and you kind of like control every aspect of what they get to do and what they get to, what they, um, basic like living needs they, they control. And so given enough time and enough like push, you can really break people down. Um, and that's when they start to do like bring people up on stage and, and have peer pressure for people to tell these stories in front of everybody and kind of like use an embarrassment as a tool um, to get them to like see like how how wrong they were and these are people who are you know have have to go to the bathroom are tired haven't eaten like it's basic brainwashing so it's pretty sketchy um, pretty sus not gonna lie the sus bus has come through for this one. But but I don't want to like completely write it off because mm-hmm. you know like my mom did it and she she got a lot out of it. She did she did the thing once. 
Um, and afterwards, you know, like she says it really helped her learn how to deal with things in a way that was more, um, you know, taking responsibility when things were, were in her control. And instead of like blaming the world for everything, you know, taking some victim mentality out of it, which I think can be a good thing in, in certain situations. So it's not all bad. Um, but I started thinking about my experience with it and I was like, okay, what do I remember from it? Because all I remember was being really bored. And so I started like trying to like dig up some, some old memories of the past, some old, you know, like things that were maybe buried, um, out of boredom or just like being a kid and forgetting, but I actually don't remember a lot of it. The one thing I remember is the first night of it, they told us about what the word breakthrough meant. And I didn't hear that word ever before in my life. And so I was, you know, I was very um, anxiety filled as a child. And I had a lot of issues in school with like bullying and stuff. And so I was always kind of in this state of like, why me? You know, why is it always me? You know, just like very... Very, very uh, victim mentality. And I went to this thing and it was the first time I ever heard anybody say like, hey, kid, like you don't have to be sad about this. You can take this bad situation and turn it into something good. And when you do that, that's called a breakthrough. And I was like, oh, and so I remember that was, you know, I, I first time I ever heard that word and I it just like related. It really like resonated with me. Uh, and so I named my band Breakthrough. And so for the next, like, however many years, the whole premise of my band was based off of that one first experience I had at Landmark. Then uh, when I went for the three-day weekend, it was much more intense. And I kind of remember not liking it as much as the introduction thing that I did. Uh, that was only like an hour-long thing. And, and it was kind of just to get you roped in. Uh, the three-day program, I remember not liking. I remember kind of being like, this is way too intense for me. Like, I'm just a little kid, and I'm sitting in this room for hours on end with no light, no sense of time. They made you shut off your phones. You you only had, like, 10 minutes to eat, like, t- three times a day. And I had this little group of friends, I remember. I don't remember any of their names. I don't remember what they looked like, but I remember, like maybe it was like five kids and we would just kind of like hang out because we were all children without our parents at this like weird place. And so I had a little friend group. Um, I remember that, but I don't remember anything else about it. I remember really looking forward to the periods where I got to eat lunch (laughs) because it was like freedom. Like, Oh, don't have to listen to these weird people talk. And I remember, um, one of the weirder things I remember is that there was these two girls and they were, you know, they were basically like volunteered to come up and tell their story. And I think the one, I think their mom was there with them. So she was like, go up girls. And so in front of like 150 people, these two little girls go up and they're like, okay, what's your like victim mentality? Like what's your story that makes you feel like a victim? And they were like, uh, yeah, when we were like really little, our dad, went outside when we were camping and went on top of our trailer and he got struck by lightning and died in front of us. And I remember being like, 
just completely shocked. Like I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like this happened? Like that happens to people? Like what? These two little girls, they were younger than me. I think they were like eight and like five. And they started crying in front of the whole place. And they were like, and they kind of like weirdly like bullied them into being like, yeah, that's a terrible situation, but what are you going to do about it? Like you're going to pick yourself up off the ground and you're going to move forward. And it's like, I, I get that like you want to be positive in the face of like really dark things, but I just don't think that putting like little kids in front of a giant crowd of people and basically saying what's wrong with you is like the best way to do that yeah were there like there were kids was this an event for kids or were there like people of all ages who were there mostly it's adults uh usually the the whole thing is for adults but they every now and then i remember they had like a adults and kids one um and this was one of those this was one of the oh the that's all age ones that's very i think that's so weird yeah so there, there were a lot of kids there and i remember i was already very i kind of like had my own like morals already i was old enough to sort of like not be super susceptible to like these people telling me like how to live and so I remember kind of not listening to them fully. I was like, this is kind of stupid. And then when I ended it, I was like, that whole thing was really dumb. Um, thank God, because like it could have, I could have been a part of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. So, so that was one of the weirder things. Another weird thing was, I remember somebody was like asked to leave and it was an adult. It wasn't a kid this time. It was like an adult. And they were like, why do you want to leave? He's like, I have a really bad headache. And I remember them being like, okay, get up on stage. Uh And I was was like, wait, what? And (laughs) as a kid, all I'm thinking is like, I want to leave. So I'm like, I relate to this person. And the the guy gets up on stage and they're like, all right, so you have a headache. Why do you have a headache? And he's like, I don't know. I just am tired. And they're like, you have to take full responsibility for the fact that your headache is caused by you. Huh? And the person was like, oh, and they're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of your headache in 10 minutes. And they did like a little meditation in front of everybody. <laughs> and the guy, you could tell he was lot. He, you could tell he was just like trying to get out off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, he was like, yeah, it's gone now. And they were like, really? And they're like, yeah. And they like, they're like, yep. See, you, all you got to do is think of the, a square. All you got to do is think of a sh- the shape of a square and a color orange. And you just focus on that for five minutes. And then the headache goes away. And, and it's all your fault that you have a headache. I don't know, man. It was really <laughs> weird. And the more that I talk about it, the more I remember how weird it was. Yeah, <laughs> no, that 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 reeks of the sort of uh, sort of like quote unquote self help type guru shit that you got like your Jordan Petersons types, your your Tony's Robbins, um, you know, just <laughs> your be Tony's like, Robbins. Like any yeah. anything that's wrong in your life is your fault. It, you know, you have cancer; it's your fault. You manifested that shit. You know, like yeah, it's because of your negative yeah. worldview, my guy. That's why you're fucking sick. You know, Dude, your Gary Vanderchucks. Dude, <laughs> you ever see those like those 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 were those those guys who are like? I saw one where a guy was like. If you're not working sixty hours a week, you're wasting your time. Uh, and it's like, the, what? oh man, <laughs> yeah. This the, the, the grind culture thing is the worst. That yeah, that's, yeah, that might yeah, be the most toxic terrible. thing that we have, especially here in America. Is grind culture. Yeah. Like 
You're oh, not yeah, you're not a person sure. of value unless you're literally working yourself to a pulp so you're fucking yeah. dead. <laughs> it's like okay, living to work instead of working to live. It's it's the problem with American culture. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah. such a toxic mindset. I, I hate it. Yeah. Well, it, it's like when you when we talk about like siesta and stuff and how like they actually like take breaks when they're tired and like rest and it's like everyone's performance is actually better. Everyone's laid back so everything gets done in a more relaxed way. And it's like we're over here like sipping like twelve cups of coffee a day. Like, uh, 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 I gotta get home. I gotta I gotta get through the day just so I can get home and recharge. And then you do, and you get up, and the next day it's the same thing over and over again. It's like true. It's really toxic. I mean, and and I I do have to say, going back to the landmark thing, it's like okay, there is some legitimacy to. Not having a what was me mentality. Absolutely. Like, I think that it's just like you can't blame everything on yourself because that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of pressure. And how are you going to change the world if there are things wrong with the world that you can't control? Saying that you're going to fix that by fixing yourself isn't necessarily going to help anyone else. I sure. think. And also there's just so many things that are so external that you can't blame on a person like say if yes. you're literally the victim like of a crime, you know, like someone <laughs> yeah. like assaults you, like that's yeah. not your fault. Like I'm sorry. What I do you get, mean, Brent? Yeah, like, you know, like no, it's not because you put the negative energy out into the world that made someone want to assault you or commit a yeah. like horrible act against you. That is not yeah. your fault. It's all I, I take great yeah. exception to like whenever like the, yeah, yeah. that There's sort of shit comes up. Yeah. Well, of, and it um, makes you it makes you think about like um earlier on with Earhart and his daughter. It's like okay, if she was like indoctrinated into this like belief system, is she maybe being told like Oh, like I, it doesn't matter what happened to me. What matters is, is your how reaction you forward. Yeah, no, yeah. this is a, exactly the Nixium thing where if, like Keith Raniere being like, oh, well, the the problem isn't that I'm like you know like sexually assaulting all these women in this group the problem is the way you're reacting to it like mm-hmm. you're you have a victim mentality that's the problem mm-hmm. here like yeah, you're just yeah, you're just not yeah. looking at it the right way yeah. you're like mm-hmm. oh got it got it okay yeah sure yeah and we, we've <laughs> talked about this uh a, a little bit brent it, you know when we're just chit-chatting about mm-hmm. like if you have a mental illness like let's mm-hmm. let's say like depression and, and someone's like well you need to look at it this way just don't be depressed and it's yes. like yeah, yeah yeah oh like you were saying brian you're like uh, why, why didn't, didn't i think, think of that, that? <laughs> you know <laughs> like what what an easy yeah, solution yeah, yeah. Oh, why That's... didn't i try not being depressed today fuck what damn yeah, it oh. all this time wasted like and i could have just <laughs> not been depressed great and yeah. and it almost helps bury the problem even further because it's like yes you can you can definitely use tools to solve yeah take proactive steps towards working towards you know fixing those things or better coping with them but just to pretend like it's not a thing at all and it's just you're you're just playing a victim rather than Mm -hmm. actually addressing a serious mental illness is like it's just completely different things you know Yeah, yeah i think there's a there's a there's a healthy balance to be struck between like taking accountability for things sure. and 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 letting go of things that you have no control over mm-hmm. yeah um i mean one know. of the one of the good examples of that is like um in in finances like 
one of the things they tell you a lot is to not have any shame if or, or any blame to yourself if you're not sticking to like your goals like so you know this book i'm reading it's like you know try not to spend money on dumb things you don't need but if you do don't get mad at yourself don't don't get frustrated with yourself and like blame yourself and i think that part of the problem with taking full responsibility and accountability for every single thing in your life is that it puts a lot of pressure on you as a person that not everyone can handle like i'm i'm so mad at myself for spending that money shame on me i'm going to punish myself by not going to the bathroom and take full responsibility for my own actions like what are you doing like you're going to kill yourself of like of stress and and personal fault like it's just it's such a toxic way of thinking i think and i don't know it, it, when you when you put people in a room for three days and you put them in front of a crowd of people and you starve them and and have them not be able to go to the bathroom it can really convince people to um follow your way of thinking and then get other people involved and so is landmark a cult i would say i'm not really sure mainly because i don't want to get sued by landmark because they do that but nah. apparently yeah they apparently they sue people for calling them a cult um got you allegedly so, allegedly allegedly so so cult. so landmark is not a cult thank you so much for listening guys <laughs> thank you hit that like <laughs> smash that like button anyway Demolish. i just wanted to share that with you guys because i just thought it was a super weird thing that i had like personal ties to and i'm glad that i can kind of look back at it and be like oh wow like i did that thing and it was weird and not like feel attached to it in a way that yeah it like kind of I don't think it really made me yeah. who I am. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah, I, I mean, I went to Sunday school until you know sixth grade, and I was like, I, 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 I was like that dude. That was like that was like being in a being mm-hmm. in a cult almost. That was um, <laughs> that was that was so bad. I hated that. Well, I think I told you, Jack, like a couple years ago, that I did like a three day thing with like a church retreat. And it was very similar to the landmark. It was like almost the same exact uh-huh. thing. Like the, yeah, all the yeah. windows were boarded up. There was no sunlight coming in. We had oh. no idea what time it was. It was God o'clock at all times. Oh no, mine was just a traditional Sunday school where it was, you know, it was just normal, but just you know, religious class on Sunday that I hated. But sure. It was yeah. Not, it was not not no. It was no more culty than your regular religion. <laughs> but um, the thing I did like at, when I was, I think I was like fifteen. I was already like full disclosure. I'm not religious, um, at all. And <laughs> at the time, I was also already not religious. Like I was into the Beatles and stuff, into John Lennon, <laughs> the, the, the oh, classic, yeah. the, the oh, Telltale like, sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beatles. That, All you need is love. There's no <laughs> turning <laughs> back once you get into the Beatles. There's no looking back. Yeah. I, I just, you know, popped into my head because I'm watching that Beatles thing on Disney Plus. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 the Get Back or whatever. Yeah, oh, where my dad. Paul McCartney weirdly that. looks like Brent in that one for some reason. Yeah, I used to have like a lot of beatles hair um you know when my hair gets longer and the beard gets longer it gets some paul mccartney ish stuff going on there <laughs> it gets beatlesy yeah but like i i guess um you know there was like that john lennon album the plastic ono band and like he talks about like i don't believe in jesus and like all that stuff and and i was like very angsty so i was like i don't believe in any of this 
and I went to this like weekend <laughs> and I didn't believe it at the beginning and I didn't believe it at the end. <laughs> and I kind of like got to see this like outside perspective of everybody's reactions to what they were doing. And it was, I don't know, like, I don't want to like disclose any of the information uh, on the pod because it was kind of a private thing, but like it was, it was odd. It was very odd. Um, but yeah, I also did Sunday school. So we all kind of weirdly grow up with different forces of yeah you know i'm, I'm trying religion. to like, i'm trying to think if i had any experiences similar to you, but i'm probably like the most had the most secular upbringing <laughs> of the three of us like i we didn't go to church at all you know um mm-hmm. i wasn't baptized or anything so i'm Ooh. going straight we, to we, hell my guys we oh, have no. to stop this part. i got that original right sin now. i got that original <laughs> sin still in me brainbug will be right <laughs> you back know? but uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Not, I I don't really think I had anything. Like closest I can think of is maybe the Boy Scouts, but like <laughs> I was thinking that like the Boy Scouts are like summer camp or something. Like where yeah, it's just you like, know, and there's a lot of weird rules and stuff. <laughs> but you, yeah, you know? it definitely <laughs> depends on um, on uh, on your uh, the leadership that you have on how mm-hmm. they uh, how they interpret it. Because some of the people are like. Because I was big into Boy Scouts as well. You know, I'm an Eagle Scout and all that. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, wow. And some of the people are really like, some people are just like, all right, Boy Scouts is just, you know, a way for activities to get done or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people who are like, this is what scouting's about. <laughs> you know, like there's so many little boys, like in Boy Scouts, you're supposed to shake with your left hand. And there mm-hmm. are people at camp who like, when you meet them, you shake. You'll shake with the with the right hand, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's your wrong hand," and you're like, "Oh my god, okay." Yeah, no. For me, honestly, my Boy Scout experience probably was much more similar to like being in a frat. <laughs> I felt like because like it was largely run by like the older Boy Scouts, and they kind of treated it like you were like a pledge. And like, oh my god, d- d- all right, piece of shit, yo, you do this now. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh okay. So I, I didn't stick with it very long because I thought it was kind of brewery. Like our troop yeah. was just very brewery for some reason. I'm like, nah, this isn't my vibe. <laughs> so I got through That's the Cub funny. Scouts, you know, and got my Arrow of Light, and then did like a month or two of Boy Scouts before I was like, ah, fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the episode of It's always sunny where um so dennis and d if you know the show they're they're like twins and they grew up together and they remember this they were called this great little camp they did when they were kids remember when grandpa took us to that camp like oh yeah that was so much fun remember we used to like, eat ice cream and play games like, yeah, yeah yeah and then they find like an old footage reel of the camp and uh it was a nazi camp and <laughs> uh-huh. it, were, it was like a a white supremacy Nazi camp and they were all going Heil Heil and I was like whoa they were like we need to burn these now and it's like I don't know just like it's it's kind of when you're a kid you see the world as this rosy like fun playground Mm -hmm. and you go through these weird camps and stuff that are set up by adults and you you have your own interpretations of them and then when you get older you can kind of look back and be like oh that was weird or that was not what I thought it was yeah. Um, it doesn't yeah. mean you did anything wrong because you were a kid and it's just what happened. But I don't know. It's just it. Uh, it's just yeah. interesting. It's an mm-hmm. interesting thing to think about. So if you guys have any weird experiences as a kid with like stuff like this, uh, or if maybe you did landmark yourself and you had a different take altogether, uh, you can email us at brainboggledpodcast at gmail dot com to learn more <gasps> or tell and us more. Tell, us, tell more. us more. We'll yeah, I don't know why more. I said that. 
To learn more, you won't and learn see more. more. You can go to thebrainboggledpodcast.com dot mm-hmm. where you'll yes. find the brain Gold, which has uh, sources and images uh, to ver- relating to various pods that we've done in the past. Um, and some good and ones. And such. Um, what else do we do? We got the we social memes. Yeah, oh, we've been yeah, posting yeah, yeah. memes again, guys. Yeah. Oh, check them. Yeah, memes you want to. What is our Instagram is uh, at Brain Boggled mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our Twitter is at Brain Boggled Pod. Uh, wow, can, we finally remembered it after all yes. these years. You could d- DM us on there uh, if you don't want to email us uh, and you want to get in contact with us. And as Bobby said, check out the memes that we post on Instagram. Um, I was fond but, of the last one we did with uh, with Brent as yes. the alien. As me as a blue yeah. avian. <laughs> and then the lumberjack. The lumberjack was great. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they've been good. Such a thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> Always do. Um, but uh, yeah, go check out that. Go um, listen to more of our episodes. Um, and thanks for listening. I think. Yeah, I yeah, think I think that's. that's, I, think that's <laughs> I think that about does it for rat. us this time. We're rat, rat, okay, rat, bye. Rat, bye. See you guys next week.